stupidity all the way. Good evening and welcome to NUFC Matters. And it is Thursday night, which means I'm joined by Malcolm and John. Good evening, lads. Hi, Hi Steve. Good evening, John. Good evening, Good evening, one bus and then three come at the same time. We've got two in, Malcolm. We're waiting for the third signing uh, now. But yeah, uh, Wood has joined us. Chris Wood, uh, striker from Burnley. Uh, £25 million, pounds, um, two and a half year deal. And uh, goals to Newcastle is what we're hoping he's going to bring, Malcolm. Yeah, well, we, we hope so. Um, I have to say that earlier in the season, I wasn't that impressed with him. But then... I think playing for Burnley, you're not going to be impressed with anybody playing for them, are you, really, too much? Um, I think I've worked out um, what Eddie Howe's plan is, in actual fact. So, he's taken the goal scorer off Burnley. He's going to take the goal scorer off Norwich, the goal scorer off Watford. So, we've got them stymied for goals. <laughs> and then we just we hope for the best. <laughs> I mean that that's the that's the double edge of the deal, Malcolm, isn't it? It's not just we've got a centre forward and having tried, you were sitting with me, you haven't tried three centre forwards against Cambridge, none of which not. We off needed one, didn't we? Yeah. But not on, not only have we got a centre forward, but we've severely weakened them. And I imagine Sean Dice will be spitting feathers over the I fact bet he that he is. Yes. He's gone to a rival club. That is the killer for him. Absolute killer. Yeah, it really is. Um, but then, you know, the more more full Burnley for putting that type of a clause in a contract oh. of their goal scorer. It's their own fault, isn't it? Really? I'll, make it um, I'll just make it an absurd fee, Malcolm, with it. Nobody would pay. And then, yes, then absolutely. But I think it shocked them because they didn't think somebody would pay that figure, Malcolm. And Newcastle come along and just said, thanks very much. If you want somebody in quick, and we did, we've done two great deals because they were yeah. doable. Trippier already wanted a way and Atletico Madrid accepted that, so he was available. And this guy, you only had to trigger the fee and he was available immediately and that's what happened. So, you know, there were two deals... Both know the Premier League ever so well and they could be concluded quickly. And we've got two guys in before the first Premier League game of the window. Yes. And that's, it. that's a good start. Absolutely. We... Yes, it is. And it leaves plenty more time for a lot yes. more business to be done. And I expect there will be a lot more business. Without a shadow of doubt, mm. Malcolm, I would yeah. you know, a centre-half is bound to come in. It's a matter of time. It's a matter of could it happen before tomorrow lunchtime? That's because that's the cut-off point for Watford. That would be a big ask at this stage of proceedings. But yes, I, I think we'll definitely get a centre-half in. And plus, perhaps another centre-half, perhaps a midfielder. Perhaps a second striker, the kid that they've been looking at. But mm. we've got a centre forward in, and that is important. I, from my point of view, I look at it, and he's not prolific because he gets... But the last four seasons in the Burnley side that's been fighting against relegation, he's got between 10 and 14 goals. Decent, 
not prolific, but he is the stepping stone guys that I was expecting. I mean, when I was talking about signings, you get the Saudis in, you're not going to sign your £60 million, 20-goal-a-season man when you're second bottom of the Premier League. You put your blocks in for now, as with the entertainers, Kevin Keegan mm -hmm. did with Killer Kill Klein, etc. Wood will keep us up and then perhaps take us to mid-table. And when we knock on from mid-table to Europe, there'll probably be another centre-forward in that position. But the building blocks, and that's what we've got to expect now. And this is a guy that'll fight and scrap and do the job we need doing, where Martial and Aubameyang would not have fancied getting the sleeves rolled up and doing the dirty work. This Couldn't agree more, John. Much. Couldn't agree more, really, on that, yeah. Um, and, and I think as um, his... His figures aren't that good at, at Burnley in as much that it, it roughly it was uh, a goal every three games um, that he got for them over his time there. Um, but Burnley are a, a, a quite a negative side uh, and they find goals hard to come to come by. But then but when he was at Leeds, he was getting one in two and for New Zealand international football. He's, he's averaging uh, a goal every two games. So I'm, I can't complain on those figures mm -hmm. at all. And, what? Uh, and, and what, what, I, what I'm just hoping that I, that I start seeing on, um, on Saturday against Watford is, is the team use Wood as much as possible because he's a big lad. He's a big lad. He's a good target man. Uh, and so hit him uh, with the ball and and get in um, the get the support in really quickly, um, and then Newcastle might just start buzzing. Um, plus the fact, please, please play Murphy outside right and and Richie outside left. If those two are going to play, don't. Play them back in the fullback positions. It's ridiculous. We need to see crosses coming in from them, and and that's what this fella feeds off. That's the yeah. secret, Malcolm. You're absolutely right. The secret is crosses. Now, if you look at our stats, and I'm not huge on stats particularly, but they, they are significant. If you look at our stats, we are one of the poorest sides at crosses in the in the Premier League. Mm. Crosses from wide. This guy feeds off them. That's meat and drink to him. He's, he's a, he's a modern-day Win Davies, if you like. Better on the ground than Win was because Win wasn't good on the ground. This guy's decent. But we've got to get wide and get the crosses in, be it from Murphy, be it from Richie, be it from Fraser. They can, they can knock balls in, all three yes. of them. And we've got to have that. We've got to get down the wide and get the balls in for this guy to attack. Otherwise, you're wasting a huge asset, which is him in the air. Yeah, sure. Now, um, I noticed a comment there about uh, what players play off him. Um, you know, the, the comment is, but do we have the players to play off him? Well, yes, we do. And, and, I, and just as you were speaking there, John, I thought, could that spark Willikoff? Because he's been having a dreadful, dreadful time. Yeah. And I just wonder whether whether 
with with that big centre forward there that Willock would be coming could be sort of going on to him for knockdowns and what have you coming in just that little bit later it would it could well spark him off um uh, and would you play Dwight Gale up front with Wood I'd be very Wood. tempted to do that the interesting thing as well Malcolm uh, for me is where now this guy's coming you play some maximum because he is not your orthodox winger who will um Drop a shoulder, go past somebody, and bang, the ball's knocked in to your head. Mm -hmm. Because when I guess when you play with San Maximum out wide, you're going in and out as a centre forward, you're going in, and then you've got to check and come back out and go in again while San Maximum does his little trick. Um, he's not, whereas on the other side, you would know Murphy would go two strides and whip it in. Yeah, which is what the centre forward needs. So, do you play some maximum behind um, behind Wood uh, rather than play him wide? It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the other guys because he's going to play some maximum, quite obviously. Right. But I think I think John that we mustn't fall into a trap where some maximum has got to play. I'm. I think he's having an absolutely appalling, dreadful time at the moment, and. Uh, he has lost. He's lost his way completely. Um, what I see him doing is getting the ball out on one wing, and then he runs across and across and across and across and across and across, and he finishes up on the other wing, turns around, and starts coming all the way back. He he's not looking to get in beyond defenders at all to give himself a chance at goal. He's not getting crosses in. Um, uh, uh, and there is nothing worse for a centre forward than to keep seeing somebody who's wide pulling their foot back and then and then turning away because you you make your run and you say oh dear me so you come back out again in you go again oh and he's done the same trick and that's yeah, what that maximum does um, and and I as a centre forward I used to despise players who would do that out wide you know if you it, center forward is there for people to knock crosses for um particularly yeah, yeah. big lad like chris wood um absolutely, and I don't absolutely think Malcolm, will do that i really yeah. don't which is why i was suggesting that if you do play him maybe you play him as a 10 so he comes up because if you play him as the wide guy he's got to put the cross in first time and and some maximum doesn't do that. That's not his game. He wants to come back on this foot, go back, trick mm. somebody. Maybe you can do that as chief support to Wood more than you can do it wide um, sure. to get the best out of Wood. It's going to be interesting because, I mean, the result, guys, the result against Cambridge absolutely stymied me because I never saw it coming. I, honestly, with all the limitations we had up front, I still didn't see us unable to beat Cambridge 1-0. Mm -hmm. And one of the great concerns for me, guys, looking at that, was the performance of Sean Longstaff and Joe Willock when he come on in the middle of the park. I thought both were absolutely desperate. And there is a problem there. I thought they were yeah. awful. Yeah. Yeah. D do you think, John, that that secondary 
mid central midfield player is finding it difficult to get on with Shelby in the middle. Yes, I know that I know the theory and absolutely where you're coming from, and it is a difficult role. There's absolutely no question about that. Because Shelby plays a certain way and you've got to make up for his limitations. I.e. when he hasn't got the ball, he doesn't get round the pitch. When he's got the ball, he wants to dictate everything that happens mm. through the middle. And your your secondary in importance there. Uh, it is a problem. Uh, there's no question about it. But um, I guess we've got to look, guys, for the, the positives out of this. And I'll tell you one thing, in Steve, which is interesting. Out of this signing of Wood... It's give me some faith in this match at the weekend again. Because I had faith going into Cambridge and my faith was knocked. I looked at, Cam at the Cambridge match and thought, we are playing a side here that Sunderland beat in League One a couple of weeks back. And, and we're, we're getting beat 1-0. You know, what chance have we got? We've now got a focal point up front. Trippier will come again. Surely this will put belief in the players having this centre forward because they were flatter than a, than a, a snake's belly after the game with Cambridge. They've got to start believing again that we can get out of this. And this is the perf The good news is this is the perfect match to give us a win. The bad news is that if we don't get it against these, who the heck will we get it against? Mm. This is a must win. We've said it so often, but it really is this time. But yeah. I've got faith back. Going into that ground on Saturday afternoon, without the signing of Wood, I would have been very, very low indeed because the, sh the show shattered me, Malcolm, against Cambridge. When you think the game before, the way we played against Manchester United, and, and then we come along and we play like that against Cambridge, we needed a lift. The crowd needed a lift. The team needed a lift. And the signing of Wood hopefully will give us that lift. Yeah, against Cambridge... Um... A, a neutral who, who didn't know which colours the teams were playing in, looking at it, who would he have chosen as the, as the side from the Premier League? I'm not so sure he would have chosen Newcastle. Yeah. Oh, I know. It, it, was, it was really, really, really bad. Um, mm. And the good thing here is, you know, we, we were saying, guys, that... Um, you know, Newcastle's confidence fragile, etc., etc., and perhaps got a lift with Wood signing. Let us not forget how fragile Watford are. They've lost seven on the trot. Seven mm -hmm. on the trot. No mm -hmm. draws, lost the whole lot. Now, I tell you what, if we do them on Saturday and it's eight, I think one year he's gone. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's, it looks fascinating. I mean, I've just let you talk, lads, because I, I enjoy listening to you like the viewers do. So, you know, I could I could sit back and just relax and just drink me a cup of tea. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to be honest. I mean, Malcolm and I did the, the post-match. We did the pre-match. Um, I went for a rather conservative prediction. Malcolm thought we were going to hammer Cambridge. And really mm -hmm. on stats, you know, I, I don't, you know, I do the after-match with Mal. Mal's the speaker, not me. I just, I ask the questions. I don't go onto social media after a game anymore. I used to. I used to be a knee-jerk reactionist like a lot of people. And first thing you think of, you put it on. But I, I came back. I watched match of the day. I got up the next morning. I watched it again, the, 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 you know, the game. And then I looked at the stats and I thought, you know what? It, it, my eyes didn't deceive us. The keeper had an absolute blinder. 
Newcastle, we knew we knew are struggling when Callum Wilson was in playing, but you know we actually created, albeit they're not great chances. We created thirty thirty seven crosses in, I think, and we created nine clear cut chances. And you're thinking, you know, had Callum Wilson been playing, had with hindsight they put Joe Linton up top. Um, against lower league opposition, um, you know, we could have come away with an easier win. We had two goals disallowed. I, I didn't come away too disheartened. And my mindset was after coming out of, you know, getting up the next morning was the cup, the cups for next season. We've got to stay up. We can't have any distractions, trips to Wembley because of an easy cup draw, etc. We've got to focus on staying up. We've got three cup finals in a row now. Watford, Leeds, Everton. We've got to win them. And you know what? We can win them. And I think the fact that we're bringing in these signings now is, is at least we know now, there's been a little bit of nervousness about bringing these players in and are they going to be able to do the job because they're not used to... It's quite clear. Amanda and me are dad and the people they've got working with them and for them know exactly what they're doing. They've brought in two, you know, qualified Premier League players, people who can hit the ground running, and I think we'll, you know, we'll see more signings before the end of the window. I think we'll see a couple of loans in as well. I think we'll see another couple of permanents. The names that are getting bandied around for midfield, you know, some people saying Modric is is a possibility because the Saudis want to, they want a showcase signing, they want a big name to stick on the billboards, and that would be great. Um, Campwell's getting a mention from Norwich. Uh, you know, he's he's young, he can be developed still. I think that would be a great shout. But we why, need why though, Steve, well. Sorry to mm. interrupt, but why is Campwell not playing in the Norwich side? You don't know. You don't know. I mean, he could have been, he could have fell out. I mean, Dean, you know, Dean's gone in from um from Aston Villa. He might not fancy him, he might not like him. You know, who knows? Who knows? He's a young mm. player. when he when he broke into that team and Norwich got promoted and they came to the Premier League, he hit the ground running in the Premier League. He looked a player. And he, he did looks look like a good player. He looks like he's been. He looks like he's been, you know, coached badly. It, it just doesn't look like he's fitted. And I, who knows? Look, a change of club, a change of ambition, a different coach with different ideas. You know, Mal, it can it can mm. change a player's fortunes. Um, but you know, it may. You know, that's it's paper talk at the minute. But the fact that Dean Smith came out and said Campbell is fit, he'll be in the squad for the game last night. He wasn't even in the squad. So he clearly now has his eyes on maybe he's getting a move and hopefully it's to Newcastle. I'd love to get him in. I think he's just what we need. He's a breath of fresh air. He's a youngster and um, I think he'd be great. But I think we need, you know, we know, we said it at the start of the window, we need so many signings. Unbelievable. We've put in a formal bid now for Sevilla centre-half, Diego Carlos. You know, I think we haven't announced how much Newcastle have bid, but... You know they're what they're talking sixty million euros, which I think is around about forty-five million euro mark. Mm -hmm. There's a big gap between Newcastle's price and what they mm -hmm. want, but they're clearly listen. They're clearly active. That's all we can ask for. And I think John's right. Wood coming in now to make his debut against um, Watford. You know that that's great. And I mean somebody's put in the chat there. Burnley play Watford next week. We'll be back. You know if we beat Watford, we're out of the bottom three. But we could be back in it because Burnley play Watford next week. Um, <laughs> but it's a long way to go. There's a long, long, long way to go. A lot of people there uh, commenting. Let's go through a few of the comments. Uh, Simon says, Lewis back training. I'd heard, I've, I've heard, I'd play Trippier and him. Not sure about Dummett on the bench versus Cambridge. Uh, I thought Mancolo did okay when he came on. ASM needs to lift his head and stop trying to win the game himself to cross the ball, says T-Tank. 
Pablo Davies says, uh, why can't we play Wood up top and ASM and Miggy just off him? Dwight Gale is five years ago a good oh. championship runner. Uh, somebody needs to pick up ASM. He's flamboyant and so play Miggy or someone with a bit of work rate. Great shout on work, by the way, says Simon. Uh, he needs to play further forward. Just want to touch a little bit, lads, on the um, on the, the announcement that the clubs made that they're going to go to Saudi Arabia. I think that's great, um, Mal, isn't it? That, you know, they've got that break. Um, due to them being out of the FA Cup now, and mm. they're good, you know, they, they, they are going to go to Saudi Arabia. And, and I guess the good news is that it means the rearranged fixtures are now going to come after the transfer window when we've got all the players in. So that'll cheer up the Southampton manager no end. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering um, with the uh, uh, with, with, with the seeming um, hatred of um, of the people who have, have taken charge of Newcastle. Uh, so uh, if they hate them, they hate Newcastle as well uh, throughout the whole of the Premiership. Um, are, are the Newcastle players going to have as much uh, trouble as Djokovic trying to get back into the country? <laughs> <laughs> yes, as Richard Masters took a job on at Customs, you'd be standing yeah. there going, you can't get in, you can't get in. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a knocking bet we would go to Saudi, isn't it? Well, you know, yeah. kind of sure. it's a knocking bet that we're going to do that. In warm weather training, that's good. Um, you know, let's do that. Let's get yeah. away. Get away from the tension. Get some warm weather. Uh, and, you know, take it on from that. Do a bit of PR. Uh, they deserve that. They, they're putting their marbles on the table right now to get us players in. So, it's... It fits. That's good. And by the way, when you said um, when you said Steve that you know we go back in the bottom three when Watford play their next game, they don't if we go and beat Leeds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've got, I, I think we need seven points out of the next three um, at a minimum. We really need nine, but seven yeah. would be all right. Seven two home wins. Okay. Seven two would be home. okay. Two home yeah. wins and a, and a point at Leeds would do me, but I, I think we're capable of getting three uh, three wins. And I know we've only won one all season, and we've just dumped out the cup by Cambridge. But these new signings will will definitely change things, you know, a hundred percent. Shieldsy says thoughts on Van der Beek on loan. There must be something wrong because that's two managers at Man United who don't play him. Maybe a poor trainer, maybe a bad attitude. The game maybe is just too physical in England. I mean, Van de Beek's a name that's been mentioned as well, Mal, from uh, mm. Man United. Is that a name that would, uh, you know, please you if he came to Newcastle? I'd be very, very wary. Um, it, 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 it looks as if he's as if he's not been prepared to do it at Man United. And Newcastle are in this dire situation. Is that going to bring the best out of somebody like the beak? I don't think so. I really don't. Um, you know what? Maybe three or four years down the road, and yeah, you can start looking at players like that. But right now, we need the Chris Wood type players, the grafters, the fighters, the scrappers to get out of this position. Um, we don't need fancy dans, that's for sure. Yeah, same for you, John. I mean, is that what you're wanting to, to see? Grafters coming in, players who can hit the ground running. I mean, we don't want somebody else's problem, do we? Especially on loan. No, no, no we absolutely don't. Um, 
and we haven't done too well will it apart last season we haven't done too well recently on loan signings think of danny rose who uh has just got the elbow off watford now what a surprise that was we could have told them not to sign him in the first place um so you know we don't want to inherit those problems so far we've gone down the road very very well we've got two guys Trippier is perfect, you know, because he can play, but he's also a grafter. And that's mm. a terrific combination. Um, Wood, and he's a leader, has... John, as well. Sorry? He's a leader. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. He's a right. class above against... I know it was Cambridge, but even just comparing him to our team on Saturday, John, yeah. he, he oozed confidence... He wasn't afraid to tell people what to do. He was organising, and he just—he's mm. just. You can see the levels. You can see how how low the rest of the team is compared to Trippier. Oh yeah, yes, absolutely. And but if if he goes like this all the time, and he will, and would add something up front, you know what? If the ball stays up there, it'll be terrific. And Wood will make certain it stays up there. It comes back too quickly at the mm. moment. We played and we get it up there and suddenly it's back down our throats. It's relentless on the back and they're pretty hopeless to start with and that's why there's 40-odd goals in. But they get no rest. Wood will make the ball stick up there and, and that is a big, big help. And we've got the right game. Watford is the right game for us to get that second win. You know what's staggering when you think about it? Because I look, I think... And it's always a matter of opinion. I think Watford and Norwich are the worst two sides in the Premier League. Yeah. Without a shadow of doubt, they're the worst two sides in the Premier League. And that is very reassuring to me because we just need one more. And we might have done for Burnley by getting wood. We just need one more. But it's incredible, guys, when you look at the league table and realise that Watford have won four games this season while we've won one. They just, <laughs> they just don't draw, so they lose every other game. But they've won four games while we've won one. Can you believe that? I mean, they are seriously bad. And luckily, bless them, they've got a manager who's so eccentric that, you, you know, he probably thinks he can fly to the moon, bless him. Um, <laughs> and I'm so I'm delighted there. I'm delighted there as well. I mean... His, he should have retired, bless him, after Leicester won the title because that was wonderful. It was very... I love him. He's a fun, fun guy. But I would have been decimated if he was made manager of Newcastle because you may as well have made Lowell and Hardy uh, manager in, in, in a double act. Um, so, it, it's, so I, I really think Watford... This is a heck of a game. For, we talk about what this means to Newcastle because we only care about Newcastle. But believe you me, if Watford lose this game, old Claudio, when he starts going south, back to Watford, can continue and pop over to Italy, I would think. Because, um, you know, it, it is a tough old time for them as well. And they've got trigger-happy owners. They've got owners who change managers when the wind changes. Um, so it's going to be a heck of a game. This weekend, in terms of what happens, and uh, you know, we are just concerned that it's us, but I think it's the perfect game for us. The only thing that frightens you guys when you have the perfect game 
is what if it doesn't work out the way you were expecting it to work out? Mm. You've got to do that. Yeah, 100% agree. Okay, big shout out as always to our sponsors, Spider VPN, uh, the lads who protect your computer, Google Spider VPN. They come up at the top of the Google search list. They are the boys to trust for protecting your computer, your passwords, your photographs, whatever you've got on there. Get your Spider VPN today. Thanks also to skipsandbins.com, telephone 0800 25 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com, website www.skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection thanks also to lng family funeral directors 01913897245 and to garden of healing dispensary cbd hemp and cannabinoid specialists www.thegohd.com thanks also to our interiors for all your kitchen necessities then get on to those guys if you're looking for a new kitchen in the new year uh, they are based on heaton road google our interiors they come up at the top of the search list too and qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle, and the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. Thanks also to Jab Signature, jabsignature.co.uk, and the Media Arts for doing all of our videos. Subscribe by hitting the Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right-hand corner, and you can subscribe for free. We still do seven shows a week. Hit the thumb up to like the, the video tonight. Click share to share to your social media and drop into the comments box to leave a comment or pose a question. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and the rest, usually 24 hours after the show has been broadcast live, and means you can listen to it in the car uh, or on your other devices. Don't forget as well, uh, the Peter Beardsley event, Sunday afternoon, the 30th of January, 2022. Tickets still available on Groupon and Woucher. Uh, Mick Lowe's will be interviewing Peter Beardsley, but there will be a little NUFC Matters soiree beforehand with me, Super Mac and Gibbo gracing the boards uh, to uh, give you a little insight into our thoughts on the transfer window, which will just be a ready to slam shut. So uh, looking forward to that. And then we'll be taking our place in the audience to watch Peter and Mick. Great to have Mick back on board now after his recovery. NUFC fans, foodbank.co.uk. Make a donation uh, today virtually as well. Um, if you can donate to the food bank, it is a great cause. And uh, me and Malcolm are going to be at the Dog and Parrot a little earlier. We will be there at 12 o'clock. Uh, so get yourself along to the Dog and Parrot on Saturday. It is free. Uh, so get yourself along. It's child friendly. Uh, there is food served as well as good beer. Uh, but 12 o'clock this Saturday, as Malcolm is going up to do the barracks. So if you're going up to Newcastle United and you're in the barracks this weekend, you'll get a double whammy. Come to Dog and Parrot first, and then get in the barracks and see it again. Um, and uh, yeah, Malcolm will be in after the match as well. Hopefully around about the quarter six mark. So uh, just keep uh, your uh, match day uh, routine and get yourself down and see us there. And don't forget as well, the Three Amigos is live tomorrow, half past five. Uh, there we go, Steve Hasty looking rather dashing um, in these uh, Ina Sharples outfit there. So <laughs> I've got Ken Barlow's hair. Um, I'm not sure who Mitch is, but uh, yeah, it's, I've got Tatlock there in the bottom left. That's a, it's a blast from the past, that one from Jab, but <laughs> I do like it. Thank you, mate. Uh, Trivia and Wood could end up getting on a wavelength with the early crosses. That's what they're hoping, of course. Diego Carlos, a lot of people talking about him. Have you seen much of him, Mal? I mean, the centre-half from Seville. I mean, I'm, I'm not one for watching the foreign football, but apparently uh, apparently, he's quite a beast, this guy, is the centre-half. He's quite a unit. <laughs> Played against plenty of those. <laughs> um, and I, I haven't seen a great deal of him, no. 
um, but uh, and and it and trying to find footage um, on the computer it hasn't been that easy. But um, uh, well, I you, think Newcastle have had plenty of beasts before, John, haven't they? And oh they yeah, always yeah. go down a treat. Absolutely, absolutely, yes, that goes down well with the fans. The interesting yeah. thing, guys, as well with these two signings that have kicked off the new regime, i.e. Trippier and Wood, is that it's a completely different mindset to Mike Ashley, isn't it? Because Mike Ashley wouldn't or didn't want to buy anybody over 25 year old because he wanted to sell them on at a profit mm. later. So you had to be almost a Ben. These guys have both had their 30th birthday, but they're bought for today, not for tomorrow. And it's no good looking to tomorrow because tomorrow never comes. When it does, it's today, of course. And we are now looking for today, and that is what we've got to do. We have signed two guys which are perfect for the situation we are in now. Ashley would never have allowed that to happen Purely on the birth certificates, he wouldn't have looked at their ability or anything else. He wouldn't have signed them on their birth certificates uh, because they're the wrong side of 30. We need players for now. We don't need players for tomorrow yet. We need players for now. And Trippier is quite capable of doing a whole lot. But it's a change that people... Perhaps haven't noticed it slipped under the radar, but it's a huge change in our attitude to the transfer market. Yeah, it is 100%. I guess everyone's just getting excited. I think that's the difference, Mal, isn't it? We've come from a regime which didn't want to spend money. Um, and now we're sitting watching Sky Sports News 24-7, knowing that we're actually got a chance of bringing in players now. That's that's the difference. And it's it's, it's great to see that, you know, the, the communication is still ongoing from the new owners. It wasn't just a passing fad for, for five minutes. They're still communicating. And I love the fact as well, I'm not sure if you've seen the photograph, Mal. I know the, the, the Chronicle picked up on it, but Amanda going down to watch the women's team. I thought that was brilliant. You know, and oh, getting really? the photograph. Yeah. Well done. Jolly good. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's little things like that that make us look a caring club. And that is important because there were things that blinking heck. I mean, towards the end, Mike Ashley didn't watch the men's team, never mind the women's team. And so, you know, it's little things like that that are important and are good. And in a tight, tight schedule, I mean, at the moment, there's not enough hours in the day to get everything done, is there? You know, there was so much work left to be done by the previous regime. Yeah. There's not enough hours in the day to do it. So to do things like that, massive plus. Well done. Jeannie Wijnaldum, Malcolm is another name that gets mentioned. He's uh, came out on Sky today. You know, there's, there's murmurings now. He's unhappy. He's not happy at PSG. Quite fancy alone. Is that somebody that you would like to see back at Newcastle? Or are you one of these people who thinks never go back? I mean, Mark McGee's Mark McGee's an example of somebody who had a terrible, torrid time his first time at the club, but then he came back, and you know he was a revelation with McQuinn scoring goals, and you know nearly got us promoted. But you know it's not always the case when a player comes back. Yeah, well, having watched Wijnaldum at Newcastle, um, 
that many times. And then I started watching him when he was playing, when he, when he moved to Liverpool and what he was doing with them. And I had to keep rubbing my eyes to, to make sure that I was watching the same player because he just wasn't the guy who played at, uh, at St. James Park. And, uh, and I'm always very questioning about that, how when somebody can change so much in such a short period of time, you know, what's going on? What, why wasn't he doing that? Uh, back at St. James Park. Um, and he, he, I just never found him convincing. Obviously, some people did and, and realised that there was more to him than what we were actually seeing. But, uh, uh, but then I was watching every, every minute of every game that he was playing. And I, and I wasn't overly impressed by him at all. I don't think I'd want to take the chance. I, I'm, I'm a great believer in never going backwards. Never go, it, it never works for a second time. It really doesn't. John, what's your thoughts on Wijnaldum coming back? Interesting. Um, the Wijnaldum, as Malcolm said, that was at Liverpool, was an absolutely outstanding player. Mm. Uh, mm. What would concern me about him coming back now is what his attitude would be. And I actually don't, I actually think he probably wouldn't come back, you know, because it would be down to him. And I think he's looking for other clubs rather than coming to Newcastle United in the current situation from PSG. I think he wouldn't come back. But unless his attitude was right, I wouldn't want him back because it doesn't matter about the talent you've got. If you're not willing to give it blood, sweat and tears, then you're no good to us. And I'm not certain he would do that. I don't think it's going to be a starter. I really don't. On ability, unquestionably, the man at Liverpool would do a heck of a job for Newcastle. I just don't think we'd get the man that was at Liverpool. Mm. Yeah, I agree, John. Totally. Paul Gibson just mentions that. Mark, did you see those goals that Andy Carroll scored and they were both choked off? No, I didn't. No. Oh, I, I did, Malcolm. I did. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't believe them. They were up. It was a 7-0 defeat or something, I think. Yes. And he scored this overhead kick. And then he brought <laughs> it down on his chest and volleyed it in the far corner. And I thought... Can, who's that? Can we sign him for Newcastle? It was Andy Carroll. They were fabulous finishes. They were absolutely fabulous finishes. There's no question about that at all. And the amazing thing is that they were swallowed up because they were both choked off. How unlucky can you get? And then Fulham score seven. What a bunch of swine. Right. Choked uh, off for what, though? Offside, not. I don't know that Other it was necessarily him. I think it right. might have been in the build-up, but they were chopped oh, up for offside. But they were sensational finishes, mm. absolutely sensational finishes. Yeah, Tom Dick. What an away result that is for Fulham. Amazing, oh. seven oh. nil. Yeah, Malcolm and John. What sort of player would you like to have through the door at Newcastle? Uh, says Tom. <sighs> Good question. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's one. It's it, it's it's a damn good player who will say yes to the situation that Newcastle are in. You know that we can come up with a with with, 
with all sorts of names, but but they'd never say yes. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I just find that, that that kind of question at the moment, the situation Newcastle are in, is quite impossible. Um, it, it's We want the very best who are prepared to come in to this dire situation that Newcastle are in right now. And it takes a... It takes a very special type of personality to take that uh, that gamble on. It's as much, Malcolm, it's as much, isn't it, mate? It's as much on the sort of heart you have, on the sort of person you are, as your ability. It, yes. You know, it's not just about ability. If you go on ability, you could say Martial Aubameyang, have got ability, yes, I have, but they've got no heart, so go away. It's as much a matter of making certain that you're, which is why, by the way, Wood and Trippier are such good signings because mm. they have the right attitude. Absolutely, that, John. That we yeah. need at the moment, and we've got to have that. On positions, we know what we need. We need a centre half next, big, big, big time. And then if we want to put icing on the cake, a second centre-half, a second striker and a midfielder would be terrific uh, mm. to put icing on the cake. Um, but we need a centre-half in quick. You know what worries me as well, guys? And you've got a, you know, left-back. Right now, as I look towards Watford on Saturday, that is the team selection that worries me. Because we haven't got uh, Manquillo because he's suspended. We haven't got Lewis because he's injured. We haven't got Dummett because he hasn't played all season. Who do we play left back? It'll be Richie. Yeah. And and then you, you're looking behind him and saying, has he lost the guy? Has he? I tell you what, yeah. if we have to play Richie, thank goodness Saar's not playing. Because he would have had a field day, by the mm -hmm. way. He would have had a field day. Um, my left back is a vulnerable position, guys. We don't talk about it because we talk about centre-halves and midfield players and forwards, and of course we do. Left back is a vulnerable position, guys. Mm. We, we, I've noticed a couple of comments uh, going um, down the bottom uh, that, that has talked about Lewis actually playing. Uh, do we know anything about his fitness? I would be amazed if he was ready. Uh, I think he's been seen on the training ground. There's an awful lot of difference between that and being ready to play, of course. Uh, mm -hmm. I would adore him being ready to play because I'm terrified about that one position on Saturday. Um, I, do, I think Saturday will be too soon for him. Um, mm -hmm. And it's certainly too soon for Dummett. I think... The idea of putting Dummett on the bench against Cambridge was that we go into a 2 0 or a 3 0 lead and we'll put him on for yeah. the last quarter of an hour just to get something in his legs yes. and, yeah. and to get him used to play again. But because we were losing, we couldn't do that and he never got on the park. He's nowhere near starting yet. Um, and we've got Lewis in his position. For one match, we've got Manquillo, who can fill in on both flanks we've got him not available for this game so it is a it is a problem left back does concern me yeah i was going to say john that um 
<clears throat> with regards to Dummett, he's been out so long now. Oh. It oh. takes a good five or six games to to yep. to take that level up from from um, training fitness to match fitness. It takes a long while. Malcolm is Malcolm is no is nowhere near starting Malcolm for, <laughs> no. for a long while yet. No, it's such a shame because I think he's one of the best defenders um, that, uh, that the club's had since Frank Clark. Um, yeah. But you know yeah. he, he, he doesn't offer anything going forward. But as a defender, by heavens, he knows exactly how to do the job. Um, shame he can't uh, <laughs> he, he can't pass it on to. Um, to other players that are around, Richie for one. There, there is talk in the boys are putting along the the bottom of the screen, and I do understand that totally. That Trippier could play left back. There's absolutely no question about that, and then he could play Kraft right back. Who we forget is a Swedish international right back. But mm. is it fair to start Trippier on his first Premier League game for us? On the opposite flank, or no. does fair come into it? Is necessity come into it? It's interesting. Um, it's Eddie Howe gets paid the big bucks to pick his side. Um, so let let him pick it and let us see what happens. Um, but without saw on this side, we rest a little bit easier. They have got forwards that can be troublesome. I mean, Ranieri said that... Um, he kept uh, Josh King and uh, Dennis out of the Leicester Cup tie because he's worried about next three league games and they'll play against us. Dennis is a danger, no question about that. But let's not get scared of them. Let us concentrate on us. Let us forget about, let them worry about us. Let us look after ourselves and get in there and get the job done because we're capable of doing it and faint hearts never won my lady believe definitely you know, I would play Manquillo um, as full back I, I, I think he's not, I don't think he's let us down um, and I, I thought he did okay when he came on against Cambridge but I think he's I don't think he's yeah. let us down and he could play he yeah. can play either flank he's not obviously like everybody's sure. not strong but play yeah, trickier yeah. where, he, where he's yeah, strongest right. Steve, you're right, but he's he's banned for this game. He's suspended yeah. for Saturday. That's yeah, exactly, game. exactly. Yeah. After Saturday, I'll happily have Manquillo fill in at left back until Lewis after after, after Saturday. Hopefully, we'll have somebody else in, you know, as well. So you know, hopefully, they're targeting Matty Longstaff. Um, it was in the papers, Tom, uh, that Eddie Howe hasn't seen him train yet, so he's not going to be in any time no. soon. The opposition do target Richie. Richie was awful. Uh, I came out and said it. I mean, Richie and Longstaff were absolutely diabolical against Cambridge. They were. It was the worst possible game yeah. to have a stinker, and Richie had a stinker. Steve, that's what I was saying to you. That's what we If we pick, he's wholeheartedly loves the club. I don't doubt that for one second. But if we play a fat back four with Richie at left back, he will be targeted for an hour and a half. And mm -hmm. in an hour and a half, he won't be able to concentrate for the full game. He will lose his man. You can see him. He's like a corkscrew, bless him, twiddling himself into the ground. Where's the guy? And and then he kicks the post in frustration when, when the goal goes in because he, he had lost the guy. 
he is so big hearted, it's untrue, but so not a left back, it's equally untrue. Yeah, lots of comments coming in. Chris from uh, Arcot Interior says, I agree, Gibbo, let Eddie Howe pick his team. He'll have been working on it all week. Steve Bruce would have done just Ip Dip, <laughs> which Dip Do Magazoo. I think that's what it was, Chris, wasn't it, when we were at school? Um, we should just put in a bid for Dennis tomorrow because he's upset he wasn't allowed to go to the AFCON. Uh, NUFT TV says, I think Lewis was doing well before he got injured. I agree. Uh, Dummett has just posted on Twitter, ready. Thoughts on that? I mean, Dummett's a great player. He looks like he's lost a bit of timber as well, to be honest, Mal. I saw a photograph of him, and I know the camera can be deceptive sometimes. Looks like he's lost a lot of. It looks like he's lost a bit of weight. Right. Yeah, but is that good or bad? Uh, maybe know? it's good. Maybe I think he, maybe it was a bit too top heavy. And bearing in mind that we know the players weren't training properly under Bruce, maybe he was carrying a bit too much weight. Yeah. The only, the only trouble, guys, is that after. When did he last start a league game? Last season. Last season, I'm sure John. sure ain't going to start on Saturday when he's never even played as a yeah. sub. Sure there is not a cat-in chance of him starting yeah. on Saturday. There is a, a huge difference between training fit and match fit. Huge difference. And you need six or seven games having been out that long to, to make up that difference. Yeah, no, you do, 100%. Does John and Supermac think that there will be a Newcastle backlash on Saturday, says Gary? Do you think there'll be a backlash to that cup game, Mal? I should hope so. Good heavens above, yes. Uh, um, I, I think that the fans are well and truly um, owed. Um, nothing short of that. So, yeah, let, let's have that backlash. You know, and, I, 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 and I'm... Um, I'll, I'll always go back to the to the Hereford game where, where having got beat um, there two one, um, we went to Old Trafford the following Saturday, and uh, and, and from quarter to two there was a there was um, sixty odd thousand in the in the stadium just chanting Hereford Hereford Hereford, um, and 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 we just built up such a determination. Um, through that week, um, that we had to uh, um, that we had to turn the tables um, back into our favour, and that's exactly what we did. We beat Man United at Old Trafford two 0 Thank you very much. And if if I'm right, John, it was Stuart Barraclough and John Tudor who that's scored the goals. Absolutely yeah. right, Malcolm. You know that's the kind of answer that you need against. A disastrous result like Cambridge. And you're absolutely right. And that was the perfect response. And what I find interesting, guys, is that if I was a Newcastle United player that had been here for two, three, four seasons, like most of the squad have been, I would look at this transfer window in thought. Ashley signed everybody at the last second. These new owners have signed two already before the first game of this transfer window has taken place. That tells me about their intention. And if I want to be part of this club, I better get my finger out and do the job that's necessary. Otherwise, I'm going to be peddled. Somebody's going to be bought in my position. So is there an incentive 
for all the other nine players outside of Wood and Trippier on Saturday, you bet your life there's an incentive yeah. for them. Mm -hmm. If they don't do it, they will be replaced. So let's go out there, let's be positive, and let's get the job done. Because this isn't frightening opposition. This is opposition that's as poor or worse than us. Yeah, okay, let's uh, have a look at uh, the details for the game. It's Watford at home uh, this coming Saturday, 3 o'clock kickoff. The game is now sold out. Uh, don't forget as well to just check your COVID declarations that you require at the ground. Uh, you can do that online at the website or at nufc.com. They do have a link to that there. Uh, a 2-0 defeat for Norwich at West Ham on Tuesday means that Newcastle still remain in 19th in the league. Uh, but, of course, a win would see them claw their way out of the relegation positions, which would be fantastic. Uh, certainly one of those uh, positive moments in a season which hasn't had many at all. As I've mentioned already, Malcolm and I will be at the Dog and Parrot at midday. Uh, as for the team, well, Kieran Trippier is expected to feature against Watford and make his debut. Uh, he will be the 248th player to do so in the Premier League. Uh, Chris Wood will also hope uh, that he will be making his debut and become the 249th. Callum Wilson and Isaac Hayden are both unavailable due to injury. Uh, Fernandez, Lewis are both doubtful. Uh, there's no news on the availability of Dwight Gale, Kieran Clark, and Carl Darlow, but I'm sure we will get that from Eddie House press conference tomorrow. As John Gibson quite rightly pointed out, Javier Manquillo will serve the one-match suspension, which was triggered by his fifth Premier League booking of the season against Manchester United. Uh, the postponement of our trips to Everton and Southampton and the fact that yellow cards aren't carried over to the FA Cup means that the defender must sit out the next Premier League fixture. So, this is a proverbial six-pointer. Uh, the first of three big games coming up. Claudio Ranieri has added three players to the squad this month so far. He's taken on Hassan Kamara, central defender Samir, and defensive midfielder Edo Kayembi. Uh, and since beating Manchester United 4-1 at home in November, Watford have lost seven, yes, seven successive Premier League games. And they were also knocked out of the FA Cup by Leicester. Eight away games on the road in the Premier League um, have brought victories at Norwich and Everton, but six defeats and no draws, again, as John mentioned earlier. Danny Rose has been told that he'll no longer be considered for first-team selection, as John mentioned earlier. And Musa Sissoko, um, who's getting a regular game, uh, and Rob Elliott and Dan Goslin have dropped off view. Uh, Ismailia Saar remains unavailable due to injury and prevented him uh, going to the African Nations Cup. Uh, but Emmanuel Dennis looks to evaded selection for Nigeria. Referee on Saturday is Paul Tierney. And uh, the last uh, game that he was uh, in charge of a Newcastle game was at home to Burnley. Uh, VAR is Jared Gillett. No TV coverage of this game. And Malcolm, how do you see this one good? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, with the, with with the way the two sides have been playing, um, what what I can only do is hope that uh, that Newcastle um, put the game last Saturday behind them um, and and really rally 
themselves, all of them together, and and come out absolutely fighting. And 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 please, anyhow, let's play in a formation where we're going to be getting crosses coming into the box, and people getting in support of knockdowns um, coming from uh, Chris Wood, uh, it, it, because. Uh, there's going to be a lot of that happening because he's a fighter, he's a scrapper, he's going to go up there, he's going to battle centre-halves and and things drop down from there. And, and we need players coming in and, uh, and, and finishing it off. You know, against, um, against Cambridge, there, was, there were a, a, a couple of times where Joe Linton got the ball inside the box in those positions where you just go, you just walk onto it and you go smack and let it go. And each time he turned away and passed the ball inside the box. Ah, for heaven's sake. You know, the, when, when, you, when you're struggling, it's, it's important. Even if you don't score, the keeper makes a save. It just lifts you a bit. Um, uh, um, but when people turn away and ignore shooting opportunities, that puts a depression um, all, all around. And uh, I want to see positivity. I want to see players really coming out of their shell. And uh, and and they they owe because it was a fantastic crowd against Cambridge. They owe. All 52,000 that were there, they owe a, a big performance to those guys. Um, and uh, let's hope that uh, they actually manage it on Saturday. A big performance. John, your thoughts on the game coming up at Saturday? Yeah, an intriguing, intriguing match. Um, how important is it to both clubs? Could not be more important. Mm -hmm. The both are in the last chance saloon. Neither side can afford to lose this game. If you look at where they both are and what opportunity there is to get out of the relegation mire, this is the opportunity to both sides. We play Watford at home, Leeds away, and Everton at home in the next three games. Mm. Seven points at least out of nine, Steve, as you were saying. Watford, <coughs> in the ne in their next three games, play Newcastle, Burnley and Norwich, the bottom three. So both clubs stand at the beginning of a make-or-break trio of games. No question about it. So Newcastle have got to win this one to keep the finger on Watford. It is the game from hell. There's, there's no way that this game can be enjoyable unless we go 4-0 up in 20 minutes. It's going to have to be endured. We're gonna, it is only on the final whistle when the team that's leading can, in its relief, enjoy the afternoon. That's what it's about. And it's as hard and as difficult for both clubs. We don't care what happens here. Actually, we do care what happens to Watford because we've got to keep them where they are. We've mm. got to get them down from fourth into the bottom three and us out. And that is hugely important. 
I believe with the shining of Trippier, followed by the shining of Wood, followed by the positivity in the crowd, how much the crowd will be behind us. I think it will be nails bitten up to the elbows, not the bottom of the fingers, for an hour and a half. But I think Newcastle will win 2-1, nail-biting all the way. I'll be taken into a darkened room back at Shea Gibson at the end of the evening to, to recover, probably re-emerge about Tuesday or Wednesday next week. But I'm going for 2-1 for Newcastle. Gibbo, will you do the tune talk, uh, the, the team talk, says Don? <laughs> I would love to, pal, because I would love to tell a few of the guys and rally the cause because that's what we need. Yeah, well, yeah. certainly, John, I I agree with you that, that I think Newcastle will win. They must win. Um, but I'd be very disappointed if they were to concede. Um, I don't I, know I, why. We've conceded in 20 games out of I 21, know. my friend. I know. They've got to start getting clean sheets. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But I tell you what. I would be more disappointed if we draw 1-1 or sure. not. We've got to win, mate. We've got to win. Yeah, yeah. And also, what I would dearly love Newcastle to, to do is to actually get two goals clear. They haven't been two goals clear all season. We don't do season. that, do we? Yeah. We don't do yeah. that, Malcolm. Uh, well, there we go, guys. You've heard it. The clock has beaten us. Fantastic show, as always. Over 600 watching tonight. We'll never take your support for granted. Thank you to everybody in the chat for getting your uh, comments through. I tried to get through as many as I could. Uh, thanks, as always, guys, to you. And uh, look forward to seeing you on Saturday, Malcolm. And, uh, John, we will see you online on the show next Thursday. Take care, lads. You All right. Good night, everybody. Enjoy Saturday. Three points in the back. <laughs> Talking to myself again, but it's easy.